Hey, what's up? It's Laura Landers, and you are listening to the Live Sick, Die Ill podcast. And today we're talking about basically everything perfectionism. Is it good? Is it bad? I don't know. We're going to find out right now. I've got the one and only greatest friend of mine, Allie Rosenstein. Hello. Hi. Hi, Laura. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. You know, it's funny to be in a semi-professional setting with one of your best friends. I know. Because we don't, don't talk like in professional settings together no, we talk no. by ourselves pretty much as unprofessional as possible yeah so yeah. in the best way but look at us now I know who would have thought I know not me <laughs> so we're just gonna dive in let's do because it. I feel like we're gonna have a lot to talk about mm-hmm. and I, I want to just yeah. get to the goods so okay let's let's start from the beginning of time okay of Allie Rosenstein's time in the womb Right after. <laughs> so so I didn't know you as a child. You grew up no. in Florida. I yes. grew up in Texas. Yeah. Um, but we have very similar stories. Life yeah. stories. Trajectory. For yes. like the first part of our life. Exactly. Sure. Yeah. So we were both competitive dancers. We both mm-hmm. went to the same college, which we'll touch on in a minute. <laughs> Oh God! We're not. We're, we're definitely, no, that makes sense. Yeah. I was thinking. I was like, you it's, know? it's part of the. It's part of the story. It's part of the story. It's a major sure. part of the story. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that it really it all deals with perfectionism. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. So it's got to be rooted somewhere. <laughs> you know what's interesting is that I don't usually talk to people, or at least on the podcast, that are very similar minded mm-hmm. as me. Mm-hmm. But you are. We're. I mean. Yeah, we definitely get each other very well. <laughs> yeah. So to um to to what's the word elaborate or really dive in almost dissect there we go dissecting our brains is going to be really fun for me yeah I think so too yeah yeah so okay when we come from a similar background of competitive dancing yeah which if you don't know what competitive dancing is you're spending all week all weekends staring at yourself in a mirror <laughs> in, a practi- in a leotard practicing yeah. the same dances over and over forever you're comparing yourself to the dancers next to you when you go to competitions on the weekend you're comparing yourself to hundreds of dancers all around mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. and then you get told what your worth is by the awards you receive mm-hmm. yeah so it's kind of a recipe for <laughs> for perfectionism disaster yes so let me ask you this I actually don't have this particular question written down, but that's why I like it. When you were a kid, and I would say, what year did you start dancing? Mm. You know, for like three to three, three yeah. to eight, took a break, and then, I mean, seriously, like yeah, yeah. from probably age like ten to to now to now ish. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, <laughs> it's so, been a minute, but yeah, yeah. So yeah, at ten, let's say. I feel like you remember the most. I feel like at 10, that's when in my fifth grade, was that fifth grade? Would I be in fifth grade at that point? Kind of around then, yeah, right? Yeah. That was the time Maybe. that I wrote my fifth grade yearbook and my quote, have, I don't know if I've ever told you this. <gasps> no. I'm honestly freaking proud of it. Um, no, it's, I think the quote was like a picture under yourself when you're in fifth grade and you'd be like, where I'm going to be in like 10 years. And I joke, I, no, I literally said, I'm going to be a dancer on MTV living in Florida. I was actually living in New Jersey at the time. And then I moved mm. living in Florida, married to a Yankee in quotes, a Derek Jeter type. Um, oh yeah. And, uh, I don't know why I even told you that. Oh no. Just because I knew at 10, I was like dancer, you I know, feel like, like that's, I was that's the, the same. Yeah. Like we knew what we wanted mm-hmm. when we were around that age. Yeah. 
So funny. Yeah. You've never told me that, which is <laughs> a, just a kick. So um, around the age of 10, do you feel like before that, let's mm-hmm. say, you were already struggling? I don't want to say struggling with perfectionism because I will say there's probably a good side to having it and a bad side mm-hmm. to having yeah. it. You know, it's like Two unhealthy and healthy. Do you feel like before you were 10, you were dealing with perfectionism? I don't know if I would classify as like perfectionism. I had certain things that I was a bit obsessed with that like I definitely, I would say have obsessions with things that I would like drag into the ground yeah. until they were like, I perfected them. So I guess in some kind of way, like super random uh, for juggling. I know that's super random. I was like, I'm going to learn how to juggle. So I bought juggling balls and like every single day for like a month Did I you... would juggle and now, and I can still do it. It's, it's only like three balls, but like, that's amazing. like, but I would not stop until I could like do it for a certain amount of time or same thing with like learning skip it when I was in like fourth grade, you know, remember the skip yeah, it oh around gosh. your ankle? I would like go sit out in the backyard and I guess it is kind of a, like an anal perfectionism. Cause I remember being like, I have to hit a hundred without stopping. Mm. Like I can't trip until a mm-hmm. hundred. Mm-hmm. Like I would do that. I did that with like pogo stick. I do that with like certain things. So I guess yes. Yeah. Cause I would do it obsessively until I hit that certain number and I don't have OCD or anything. So yeah. it's I, funny that you just touch on know. OCD because I did. And okay. I went to therapy for it when I was in high school mm-hmm. and I feel like perfectionism and Sometimes. OCD are very close hand in hand. I feel yeah. like perfectionism can lead to OCD Mm -hmm. and OCD is clearly not good in any way shape or form I like because it just is a very slippery slope and get really bad um but it's interesting to know that it was borderline OCD but you didn't like dive into OCD world exactly no I didn't but for sure when you kind of say when I'm like was I struggling with perfectionism as a kid I'm like well that's a little weird (laughs) It's a little bit anal retentive. So the reason I wanted you to come on and talk about perfectionism is because now you are, you're so perfect. I'm so perfect. I know. Thank you. Well, actually what I really like is that you, you're a web designer, you do calligraphy, you choreograph, you, Mm -hmm. you, are doing like typography and illustration. You're doing all of these things that you not only have to have a really good eye for, Mm -hmm. but a really actually good hand for too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's like a physical and a mental thing you have to put together. And it is in a sense, because you are doing branding for people and you have to like, not only do like a whole bird's eye view of it, but also like the in-depth detailed view of mm-hmm. it too mm-hmm. like two different perspectives yeah and this is your life right this is just what you do on the other hand I feel like from now now I we haven't actually talked about this so I'm mm-hmm. interested to know from the outside point of view not being you mm-hmm. and looking at you and your Ooh, life give me the juice I know yes <laughs> it seems like you have a really good handle on being a perfectionist when it is healthy for you mm-hmm. and then letting things go that and you let go of the perfectionism when you don't need to have it in order mm-hmm. to not mm-hmm. let it run your life mm-hmm. am I correct in saying yeah that? I think that's something that I have gotten better at for sure yeah yeah I've definitely gotten better at doing that I, and I think honestly you know being in the middle of a pandemic and being forced to slow down which I'm sure we've heard a thousand times from a thousand different people um it forced me to do that because it was like especially when I wasn't at the office and I was working from home yeah I had so much time on my hands and I could, I, in the 
beginning, I like filled it with, I was like, I'm going to work on this project then. I'm after this, I'm going to do this and then this. And I did a thousand things. And eventually I learned like, well, you don't really have to do that. Like you can have office hours, for example. Yeah. And it, I've kind of had to compartmentalize it like that. Like I, the, I, I understand what you're saying. I still think I'm like, I strive for everything to be exactly how I want it. Mm-hmm. But I've learned to prioritize what's important to me. So I guess that's kind of what you're leading to. Like, yeah. that's how I'm able to. There's certain things that, yeah, no, it's not as important to be completely anal about it. Make sure it's perfect. Some things I obsess over. But it's usually things I'm finding now that I get excited about that I obsess over. Interesting. You know what I mean? I've, the thing, I've, you know, I'm 31 now. I almost said 30. <laughs> 31. Um, you're still 30, honey. <laughs> still 30 to me. Um, no, but I definitely feel like I've zeroed in on the things that I actually that kind of you know kind of set my heart on fire and make me excited so yeah. those are the things I put all my energy into making perfect and making I hate I don't even want to say perfect but you know yeah. I just until it's absolutely right and I'm really satisfied with it that's what I put my energy in but I've learned to kind of figure out like what's not as important to me yeah and I don't know if that comes with age probably does a little bit it comes yeah. with age what's important to you who's important to you yeah um yeah so I guess I've gotten better at what you're saying I definitely yeah. think, yeah, I, I think I have a pretty good handle on how to go, like navigate and not overwork myself sometimes. <laughs> yeah. No. More often than not lately, I'm doing pretty good with that, but like setting the yeah. boundaries. Yeah. That's been for your mental health. That's been a big thing. Yeah. But I'm learning. So yeah, no, yeah. you're doing a good job Thank you. because what I realize is I, I find not only for myself, but others that I've had conversations with, they, um, they almost feel like they're a slave to their perfectionism. Now we all mm-hmm. know that no one can be perfect. Mm-hmm. That's just, we all know that. Yeah. Um, so it's funny when we try to be perfect now, mm-hmm. now it's like a, a catch 22 because we know we can't be perfect, mm-hmm. but yet we want to be Yeah. in something, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Like you were saying, you enjoy doing, X, Y, and Z projects. Mm-hmm. And so you give that your perfectionist eye. Mm-hmm. And so how do you choose when to have, I, I guess I'm going to coin this term myself. There's like the split, right? There's mm-hmm. like the perfectionist eye right. and then being a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. The perfection, having a right. perfectionist eye is good and being a perfectionist is not good. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think you can take principles from being a perfectionist or, you know, the idea of wanting to strive for complete excellence in something. But yeah, it's knowing when to to cut it loose and maybe not make that the end all be all. And that's kind of like if you are a hardcore perfectionist, like you don't know how to like decide that this is not something to be, you know, end all be all like chill. Yeah. Um, so yeah. W- when you're like working on a project that you love mm-hmm. and you want it to be really good for whatever reason, whatever the motivation is, right? Just yeah. for your own self-satisfaction or because you know it's going to be put up on a magazine because you've been in magazines or whatever it is. Um, whatever the motivator is, I guess, when you are trying to be detail-oriented and make something great, how do you mentally choose to not obsess over it like, when do you know to put the the digital pen down? Oh, that's a really good question. And I don't know if I could, like, if I'm being honest, if I could confidently say, like, I figured out when that point, you know, when I hit that point. Yeah. Because I think off, more oftentimes than not, I don't know how to do that. I, I redesign things 80,000 times. Um, ironically enough, maybe it's because 
dance isn't my main career anymore, but yeah. that's the thing. Cause I still choreograph for musicals for like local schools and theaters and stuff, which is a great outlet. Um, but I find that that's lately where I tend to be like, ah, like I'm really happy with it. It's good. Yeah. Stop changing choreography. But yeah. like, I haven't, Oh God, I'm going to pull upon or, you know, please, you please do. Man. But like, I don't, I still haven't reached able to like stop the choreography with my hands, whether it's on a mouse or like with a calligraphy. I can't believe I just did that. I guess I can. Who am I joking? By the way, if you don't know who Allie is, <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm not exaggerating. I'm not gassing her up for no reason. Allie is the wittiest person I know. <laughs> that I, I don't know. know. Your husband might be, but I'll, no, like, I'll take a no. second. Jordan's funny. You are witty. Ooh, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Wit, wit is important to me. It's a you, key oh, personality man. trait. Even with your website, just the little wit, <laughs> little sentences here and there. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's, it's fun. It's so well, good. It's got to be you. So um, I'm glad you like made a that joke. Pun. You're very welcome. They're going to be more of them probably. Yeah. Whether I want them to be something out of my mouth So you or were not. saying that with, with designing, you are no longer, with choreographing, you can. I can know when like good enough is a good enough. Like you don't need to kill it. And I think I'm still learning that with my, but you know what, something, um, and I'm sure you can kind of, you know, understand as your brand has evolved and you've evolved as a personality, you know, in public and privately, like I would say more publicly I'm referring to here, but I've kind of now that I've figured out my style, finally, like, especially with like designing, like I like a certain style, I like certain typefaces, I like certain colors. Now that I figured it out, I'm finding it easier to nail it quicker. So therefore I'm not doing as many revisions. Obviously that comes with, you know, any practice you just yeah. get better the more you do it. But I feel like I'm now that I've kind of found my style and I'm confident in it. I feel that because of that, I'm able to be like, no, this is, this is good. Yeah. Be confident in this. It's all about confidence. And that's something I think that mm. I'm sure you'll touch on this, but like, that's something that we've had to deal with so intensely as dancers mm-hmm. is being confident when it's, when you're basically being told you suck, which is like, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's like half of our life. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. That was kind of a bit of a tangent, but do you feel that you're hard on yourself more often than not? Oh my God. I'm like, do you feel that it's because of our dancing past? You know, I was thinking about that, um, recently. I think how can it not be tied to that? Because our entire, our entire being as a dancer, especially like going through school, you know, starting at dance competitions and then going to college where we went to a really tough college where Mm. your appearance was (laughs) more important than anything really Mm. felt like. And, um, then, you know, pursuing dance professionally out in LA and New York, like your worth, at least from the outside perspective is put on your appearance yeah. and how you move. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. It doesn't matter who you are inside really. I yeah. mean, if you're a douche, nobody wants to work with you, but right. like, so yeah, I definitely think that that comes from that. How can it not? Right. Do you agree? I like, completely agree. Like we're so hard on ourselves because we had to be, we and then it's so ingrained in you at such like a young age that like. It's a real mind. Can I curse on here? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it's a yeah. real mind fuck to try to like yeah. psych yourself out of that. And yeah. I still haven't completely done it. I think I'm more gentle with myself than I used to be. Yeah. I'm so hard on myself. Yeah. You know, I, I know I am. My friends can tell me I'm hard. You tell me that all the time yeah, about yeah. certain things, right. you know, same with you. Um, yeah, but we're our own biggest critic, but I think sometimes like more so more intensely than I'd like to be that I'm like, yeah, I'm really being mean to myself. Like, yeah. But I think it has to come a little bit from that, at least a little bit. Yeah. You know. Thank you for being vulnerable with that. Because I feel like perfectionism doesn't just deal with your job. It deals with like Mm -hmm. every part of your life, even the way you look at yourself in a mirror. Oh, God. Yeah. hundred percent. Because then you want your face to be perfect and you're done with this wrinkle. And Mm -hmm. like, I'm trying to 
minimize my wrinkles right now. You know, just you're looking good, girl. Thank That's you. Gonna look smooth, yeah. Um, but I feel like, uh, like with the college we went to, and I'm not bashing the college. No, I love I loved going to college. It was great. It was yeah. a great experience. It was yeah. a great experience. It taught me a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, what I like to tell people who don't know anything about our college um, is, and I'm not really gonna say their name right now. You can go research it if you want to figure out where I went to. You'll find it. It's totally fine. But um, it was. For people that don't know, I call it a military school. Yeah, pretty much. That's like a military dance school. It was a military <laughs> performing yeah. arts mm-hmm. dance school. The program, it's, the dance program itself was what was so mm-hmm. rigorous and, and rigid. And rigid. Yeah. And like you would fail if you show up to class late. You would mm-hmm. fail if you didn't weigh in mm-hmm. at the certain number that they wanted you to weigh yourself in. If you didn't have like your red lip on or if something. If you didn't like have that, a red yeah. lipstick on. If you mm-hmm. didn't have your hair done right for ballet class, like you would lose letter grades and then you would eventually fail and so you oh man I mean when the weigh-ins came in uh, everyone it was it was yeah detrimental <laughs> it was all it's now looking back like having come out of it I'm being sorry kissing no. the mic um <laughs> it, I mean it was it's co- almost comical the kind of methods people would use to like right get it together for it but right and yeah. through all of that the perfection so what I always preach about with college Mm -hmm. and coming out of it and what I because you have to remember the good right Mm -hmm. so you're not like there's so much good I didn't just waste hundreds of thousands of dollars (laughs) for nothing you know right right right. so what I always and I mean this I'm not just saying this to make my feel you know how like you break up with a boyfriend and you're like I hate them because of this Mm -hmm. and they sucked in this way and they were so ugly in this way, but that was only to make yourself feel better and like move on. No, totally. And then one coping mechanism. Yeah. It's coping. And then whenever you are out of the relationship for a long time, you can be like, Oh, it wasn't like, yeah. It's like, Oh, he was really good at this. He might've smiled, but he didn't smile that. Right. Like I admire the way he treated me in this way. I want my future boyfriend to do that in the same way. Yeah. Um, And that comes with, you know, like age as well you can look back in perspective like and you're like (laughs) so with the college um I always like to say that it gave me the greatest professionalism class Mm -hmm. I could have ever received no a thousand percent and so what was actually really okay so I'm I want to move on from the college thing because but I I have to tell all this backstory yeah for this to make sense our college was actually geared to make the dancers go to New York. Yes. Mm-hmm. To be a rocket or Either just be on Broadway. Or, yeah, yeah, pretty much New York or no, it's just New York. Yeah. Yeah. yeah basically. Yeah. And I knew before I went to college that I was going to LA. Right. In the back of my mind. And so you are you're like made to go this one route in professionalism and you did go to New York. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to because I was I'm like a hardcore musical theater nerd. So like which I love Broadway like you live. I still want to be on Broadway. I'm still living the dream. I'm you know you could still in go my car singing show tunes. But like I wanted to go there. But I understand what you're saying. It was like a, you were molded and you kind of had to like even if like this was the path and you were kind of like going this way. Maybe it made you kind of go because right it would you deter no you to go back onto the path that they had for you. Mm-hmm. And so. Um, I, I want to ask if this is the same thing for you yeah. because you did go to New York mm-hmm. and I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, did you find that when you went to New York, it, the professionalism mm-hmm. aspect, and the reason I'm talking about professionalism is because I feel like it goes hand in hand with perfectionism. hundred percent. And like, I, I, yeah, 
yeah I'll, I'll yeah I'll so later. when you went to New York do you find that New York was operating in a more professional just overall realm than LA I don't functions. know necessarily professional, but I mean, kind of, yes. I, I would say it was more, what's the word? Like streamlined. Like okay. LA is all about how edgy and different you can be. And, um, unless you're auditioning for like a Disney thing or something like that. But right. in New York, you yeah, know, definitely like show you, th- you didn't have to think as hard, for example, about what you were going to wear to an audition because you could just be like classy black unitard and that would be enough. Mm. Um, you were always expected to have your resume, like you showed up with a resume that wasn't even an option. You know, people sometimes in LA will show up with like a marker handwritten on the back of their paper because they're like, Oh, I forgot it. You know what I mean? I've seen it happen before. So I would say definitely like our college for sure prepared me for the New York vibe. It's, it's definitely a little bit, I would say structured. That's more what Uh, I would say. Yeah. That's what, instead of professional, I just felt more structured. Yeah. Um, versus being out here. It's a total, Right. You kind of do your own thing and figure it out as you go. And right. that's, it's a totally different vibe. So I'm not surprised that you're saying that you knew you were going to come here. I mean, you, when I lived here before you moved here, you mm-hmm. stayed with me. So it was obviously like you were on that track. Right. But, um, but yeah, no, I, I think that it's, it's just a different vibe in New York. Yeah. You know? The reason I ask is because our college was so professional. So, so, so the highest professionalism I think I will ever, mm-hmm. ever deal with for the rest of my life. Yeah. Um, like you couldn't even make a mistake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when I came out here and I'm sure there's other parts of the country that are like LA maybe mm-hmm. in this sense, but it almost felt like if you were too professional, if you were too perfect, mm-hmm. you it was frowned upon. It was frowned upon. Mm-hmm. It's like, Whoa, bruh, you need to chill. Yeah. Kind of like, you don't need to be at the audition 15 minutes ahead of time. Like, it's better if you roll Like, it late. makes all of us uncomfortable. Yeah. You should just show up, a, like, a, a minute late. Yeah. Which I disagree with. Well, I still just don't disagree with. It still makes me, like, <laughs> twitch when right, you tell me that. Right, oh, and yeah. so that all kind of boils back down to the perfectionism. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to, and this is what I do like about perfectionism, and Perfectionism, I feel, is different for everyone and is bred into them differently and is carved into them differently. Yeah. And it will always be a part of you in s- some way, shape, and form. Whether you call yourself a type A person or type B person or a mix right. or whatever, um, I feel like you need to let that perfectionism hold your ground. And um, you don't need to be... Uh, what's the like settling for what the culture around you is telling you to do. Right. You, you need to still have your own path and how you, how you would walk that path, I guess. Yeah. If you can all be going on the same path, but if you have a more heightened sense of perfectionism and the way you walk your path, that doesn't mean it's a bad thing. I think it's a great thing in a lot of cases. Yeah. So, yeah. So getting back to you and what you do with your, um, your branding for mm-hmm. people, whether it's like a, a person that you're helping brand for or a company you're helping mm-hmm. brand for. Yeah. When basically just when you're working with clients, when you're working with people. Now, I am not afraid to say that I majorly struggle with if I'm working with anyone. Now, I don't really have clients like you mm-hmm. do per mm-hmm. se, but um, when I'm working with other people, if they are not as professional as me or does it drive you up a wall I was gonna ask you 
because <gasps> it almost makes me feel like I am a really bad person. Okay, for, it is so funny Because I expect them to be yeah. on my level. I literally had this conversation with my boyfriend last night. I'm not even joking. Wow. And I was saying almost the exact same things you're saying. Now, I don't want, if anybody is, you know, looking for branding or anything like that, <laughs> don't think that I'm like a scary person to work with. It's the no, Oh my God, you're like the most fun person Yeah, to I like to be ever. as fun as possible and just like have a blast. And um, you're so professional. Sorry. Thank I, you. It's, it's great. But I understand what you're saying. Um, I think it, I definitely operate. I think that's probably why you and I mesh together. Like when we've worked together. Yeah. It's so smooth. It's we, like, like, it's like it, a... a euphoria yeah it's just so easy even to like something as simple as like when you email me back you give me bullet points and it's like a full sentence in the bullet points so I like understand what you're saying Mm -hmm. um and I don't have to ask you about it like the end getting back to what you're asking Mm -hmm. yes it it actually does it actually drive me a little crazy when people aren't kind of like at my level professionalism yes 100 percent But what I've been working on, this is something I've really been working on internally, is acceptance and being patient. Mm -hmm. Um, Not everybody is wired the same. You know, it's like Mm -hmm. the same way that different people have different love languages. Like we're all wired differently. We all process differently. We're all capable of different things. And some people are more right-brained. Some people are more left-brained. I tend to think I do have kind of like a weird mix of both. Yes, you do. So, and I don't, and I don't think it's like rare, but the way that it comes out in my life, it's pretty obvious. Like I can be crazy creative, but I also want like great grammar mm-hmm. <laughs> and like right. organization to a T so I can follow everything. Um, and just, I don't think everyone's like that. And it's for me, it's been, yes, it is the initial, t- when I see something that like kind of frustrates me, cause I'm like, I'm putting out this super professional, like packaged yeah. gorgeous deal. And I'm getting like somebody's not being thoughtful in their responses back, uh, whether it's like client feedback or even just like talking to friends. If I'm like putting out a lot and I'm not getting a lot back. Yes. I, I instantly get irritated, mm. but it's learning to, instead of judging and making, you know, making someone wrong for not being just like you, it's more just learning to accept it and be like, okay, I'm just, I'm trying to learn that for myself. Yeah. I don't know if that's something you try to do, but I feel yeah. like, but sometimes when I get irritated about things, if someone's not being concise or they're like rambling or they're like, there's so many things. I feel like I, I feel like right now I'm sounding like I'm a crazy person. Who's no. like I have all these issues. No, I love people. I'm a people person. It just, I, I, I understand what you're saying though. Like it drives me a little bit crazy, but it's learning how to accept that it drives you crazy and that it's okay that it drives you crazy, but you're not allowed to make other people wrong for it. Oh, does that make sense? That's so good. That's, that's the thing I've really been working on for myself. And I still, <laughs> I mean, I was just talking about it with my yeah. boyfriend last night. So yeah. I obviously still struggle with it, but that's professionally and personally. And I think that's yes. just a, you know, something I have to learn how to deal with. And I'm sure tons of people, you know, identify with that feeling too. I know you do. Um, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like I can speak for a lot of people right yeah. now when I say that that's, I think you hit it right on the head mm-hmm. in such great detail because, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I feel like I get, I, I this is, so you are just saying that's something you're working on, right? Having yeah. patience, mm-hmm. having grace for people, not judging them. Mm-hmm in the, I'm working on all those things yeah. in the same in the aspect of professionalism perfectionism and professionalism um but I I'm working on not being so quick to anger when those moments happen a hundred percent a hundred yeah 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 because you just work your ass off to give the best like an optimum experience the and that's the thing you give the experience mm-hmm. you don't just give a good product at the end mm-hmm. because yeah. 
I like I even if we weren't really good friends mm-hmm. and I was just working with you on a professional level mm-hmm. it is I have never had fun working with someone like I've had working with you especially creatively because you creatively. have such like you have such something I love about you is that you have such clear vision I mean, even if it's not clear, you still ha- it's still clear because I can see it from the outside perspective of like you have a very specific way you like things. Yeah. You have a very specific aesthetic. You know, you it was easy for me to kind of figure you out like 100 percent when we were working together design wise. But um, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. And I yeah. like that you touched on um, that you you're dealing, you know, with this not only professionally, but personally. With more so the, than anything with yeah. the text messages that you have with your friends or mm-hmm. whatever like that is something that consumes our everyday all the time we're always getting texts from mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. like we don't work every single day we live our life personally every single day 24 yeah. 7 so oh my gosh I just feel like with the perfectionism we have to almost move forward in life with open hands Mm-hmm. Like not hold on too tight. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. Easier said than done. But yeah. like we both know that's the way to be happy. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Because perfectionism could turn black and real it can, quick. It can get, I think something that I know we've talked about just like in private conversations and, you know, when I've been helping you rebrand and everything like that, um, it can be so debilitating. It's been debilitating mm, for me. I've mm-hmm. learned how to work with it, kind of. But it's, it, you know, being someone that, you know, if you hire, hold yourself to an impossible standard at all times, if it's in all multiple areas of life or if just in your work, whatever it is, it can be super debilitating, which is why, um, I mean, for God's sakes, I've been doing like web design and branding for years. Mm-hmm. If you went to my Instagram right now, which I'm revamping, but if you went to it, you would have no idea. Why? Because I haven't posted anything, even though I've done a ton of projects. Yeah. Because I want it to look absolutely perfect. Mm. And if it doesn't look absolutely perfect, I don't want it out there. Mm. That's delaying me in getting anything done. Mm. You know what I mean? So yeah. I don't know if you can relate to that, but that's, oh, it absolutely. can get so debilitating in that sense where it's like you can't move forward because you, it's like you, you right. stop yourself from doing it. Right. Because you're like, no, it has to be perfect. Well, What's that quote where it's like, it's sometimes better to just do it and then refine it? It's not that. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's a like more eloquent way of saying Better that. to just put it out there than, oh, You know what I'm talking Everyone about, knows. Though. Everyone who's listening is like, guys, come on, get the, get it together. And we're like, <laughs> we're going to hand to him in the bush. Like, come on, you guys. Um, no, but I can't think of what it is. But that's kind of the idea, which is something I try to, I've been trying to like give myself a mantra. It's like, it's okay to put it out there and you can refine it afterwards. Nobody, right. nobody is watching. What is that? I love that quote where it's like, nobody cares about you as much as you think they do. Or it's yes. not quite yeah, that. Well, yeah. Nobody's People thinking aren't of waiting you as much around as for you to post something on social no, and media. they're like, oh, the spacing on the R was like a little bit off. The kerning was bad. Like nobody's like, they're like, oh, that's a pretty picture. And then they move on. Right. You know what I mean? But for us, when, it, you know, whether it's like as a dancer, it's like, oh, you're so anal about that one move. It's like you can watch an entire piece of choreography that you were a participant in. Yeah. And you mm. kind of moved your elbow wrong on one count. And that's all you can think about. You walk off stage <laughs> and you're like, it was terrible. It was, I mean, how many times have we done that? Like, it was absolutely awful. Non-stop. You're like, I moved my elbow wrong. It was, I moved it on seven. It was supposed to be eight. Everybody <laughs> stared. Nobody probably even noticed. But it ruined your day, you know? And oh, it's good. It's, it's real. It translates it's so to so real. much taking, again, back to our background. I, it, some of it definitely stems from that. Yeah. Yeah. 
I feel like the same if you were like a soccer player or if you're a basketball player yeah. or if you're a musician or it's whatever. like you're watching the tape back you know like when like basketball players and the coach like circle stuff and they're yeah. like oh look at this play like that was rough like I feel like I'm constantly doing that Even watching now. the tape back of like whether it's like my design business or I'm watching how I dealt with the conversation with my boyfriend for example mm-hmm. I like replay it 15 times in my head like oh my gosh who's that helping right. no one right nobody's perfect it's you're, it's okay to it's okay to fight it's okay to disagree it's okay to like not do a uh, a first draft of a project perfectly the first time that's yeah. why it's called a draft right you know right but yeah I don't know I, th- I think it can be debilitating in a lot of ways but yes. if you kind of recognize the areas where your I guess perfectionism is peeking through too much and it's like having a detrimental effect on your life that's where if you can recognize those areas I think that's like one step to getting past I was gonna it. say how do you how do you mm-hmm. recognize it like for you with let's use the Instagram for yeah. example because mm-hmm. um I think you started you stopped posting when the pandemic started? Yeah, that wasn't even intentional. That was just like, oh, okay. that just happened. But I could be like, oh, so sorry. <laughs> it was the pandemic. It was the pandemic. Uh, <laughs> but I think yeah, we yeah. could all use yeah. the pandemic as <laughs> yeah, an we're like 2020. Yeah. Um, it's so great. So let's use the ex- Instagram yeah. for an mm-hmm. example. Um, when did you notice for yourself that the perfectionism kind of stopped you? I mean, it could have. there could have been other reasons as well. Mm-hmm. Not just being perfect and having everything lined up and whatever but like when did you feel the mental recognition that oh I haven't been posting and oh it's probably because of blank I think I definitely experienced and I'm sure you can relate to this and so many people can no matter what the career is yeah I definitely feel like I hit a point of burnout mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um I definitely I, I stopped posting I stopped really promoting myself even though I was working on things learning on the side um but I hit a point of burnout where I like, I was like, I don't want to look at like how to make my grid aesthetically pleasing anymore because it's driving me up a wall because it's never perfect. One day yeah. it looks good. The next day I'm like, Ooh, that Brown doesn't look good next to that pink. Like I drove myself crazy. Yeah. So I started feeling exhausted from it. And yeah. that's when I think I stopped kind of probably posting as much as I should. And, yeah. um, because you know, social media is the way of the world these days. You have to, you have yeah. to do it there. Um, but I, I think that's, I recognized, I think as, like I said, during the pandemic, I definitely had a lot more time to refine what I actually love doing. Mm-hmm. And now that I've kind of leaned into that, I've had so many creative ideas in my head and I just haven't put them to paper. But I noticed that I needed, I feel like the sign for me that I was like, oh, you need to start getting into this again and stop getting, you know, get past that mental block that you put on yourself that has to absolutely yeah. look perfect is just when I found myself, I <laughs> especially with design things, I don't sleep well sometimes at night because I'm literally designing websites in my head as I'm sleeping. Like I'm drag and dropping things. Like it's it's a total nightmare to be honest with you. No pun intended. I love that. But I feel like there were so many kind of things happening in my head that I was like, okay, this needs like pen to paper now. Like yeah, stop yeah. being perfectionist. Just give it a shot. Yeah. And now I'm excited about it again. So it's like getting over that hump of, you know, recognizing it, acknowledging it. Like what I did is I acknowledged it. I was mm-hmm. like, I'm burning out. I'm becoming too anal about... Mm-hmm certain things I need to take a breather the breather ended up being like a nine breath breather which (laughs) you know hey live your life that's what I was doing (laughs) um but yeah I think it's just about noticing it and you can give yourself as long as you need to right don't put a number in it and yeah don't put a number on it just don't judge yourself right you know like don't judge other people don't judge yourself yep that's and don't that's the name of my biography autobiography that's good 
there's your memoir yeah no that's not clever enough it needs to be something like stupid and witty and like done <laughs> with like a you know black and white portrait of like i don't know ali rosenstein a memoir stupid witty dumb is that what you just said yes you did. probably <laughs> i don't know anymore what day is it i don't know i don't know either but um yeah that's really interesting um and i feel like that doesn't just deal with um and if people aren't on Instagram per se, and mm-hmm. like, so they're not relating to the Instagram yeah. story that you just went through, like that's very, very relatable mm-hmm. because even like if you're serving at your church and then you realize like you're doing it every weekend when you probably shouldn't be, and then you burn out and then you don't like it anymore and you're doing it out of obligation. And then that's very bad. And it you stinks need to take time. And it stinks when it happens to somebody that you truly once loved or that you know you could love again. Mm-hmm. Like it's a, and it's also like I I wish at least for me I kind of recognized the burnout before it happened. But I also think mm. that's a kind of a conversation. I feel like there's so many things about like mental health and you know wellness that like are so more openly discussed. Yeah. I listen to a thousand podcasts that talk about the same thing, but in different ways. So yeah. that's why they're engaging. But like burnout, like I didn't know what that word was really. Like, really? Uh, was it like when you did too many squats and like, <laughs> you know, you're like, the burn, like I'm done, I'm out, you know, like, <laughs> but like, but truly, you know, like I don't think I really recognized it until it was happening. And then I feel like it became a word that I heard a lot of people be like, oh, maybe it's because I, you know, I engage with a lot of other artists and stuff, mm. but I was like, oh, they're, they understand this burnout thing. It's a real thing. It is a real and thing. And it sucks when it happens with like something you're actually really passionate about. I mean, that's what happened to me. I feel like for a while with dance, I don't know. Can yeah. you, can you relate to that? Oh, like, absolutely. You've, you've, I've watched you go. I mean, we've been friends since college and yeah. we, were, we were doubles, you know, right. like we've been friends forever. And I've seen you go through so many different kind of iterations of Laura, not like personality wise. You've always sure. been yourself, but like careers and yes. things you're interested in things you're like really attacking. Yeah. And I think it's like, can you relate to that? Do you know what I mean? Like hands down. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because, um, I, I also feel like I burn out because it really isn't my, and I, I kind of get hesitant when I say this word, but it's not my calling. No, totally. Um, or it is my calling, but I wasn't going about it in the right way. Mm -hmm. Or I was going at it at a huge thing that during the pandemic I realized was that my pace is different than other people's paces. So like, What's your pace? What would you like? Oh, I'm call? very slow. You're slow. I am so incredibly mm-hmm. slow. Okay. Um, and I didn't know that about myself. I, I wouldn't I would... know that about you until you told me that. I thought I was fast. Because I, I feel like you are. I am not. Interesting. I didn't I don't know even this. I know you. I know. Who are you? Whose house is this? Stranger. Um, <laughs> so Jordan, it, and the only reason I knew this is because Jordan, he moves incredibly fast. And, really? And it, it actually makes but me nervous. But he's so nervous. chill. So I feel like he would be like slow, but not like too slow. No, but like, he, <gasps> as soon as he has an idea in his head, yeah. he executes it literally in one second. I don't even have time to process it. So then I start getting anxious because he's already, whatever that is, is stupid yeah. as it is. Like we will get um, toaster strudels and... As we do, I love this. We I love where this is going. <laughs> so, <laughs> I love toaster strudels. So we'll get toaster strudels. And um, it's the first time we've gotten toaster strudels in years. So okay. I don't remember how to heat them up. Let's just say. Mm-hmm. I actually do. But just now we're just using Hypothetically this speaking. Yeah. Yes. I'm like, how long do I heat this up for? And <laughs> he will have already have ripped open the box and thrown it in the trash and taken the trash out for me to be able to be like, wait. I need to look at the box to read the instructions. <laughs> and so just little stuff like that, it made me realize 
in actually in one sense that is like almost a perfectionist way about me that I'm like maybe if I just trust the process a little bit more Mm -hmm. then I won't be freaking out as much but um then I realized I was a really slow processor once him and I interesting I am always I research everything that's true I mean you're very thorough I have to be thorough in order Mm -hmm. to feel at peace and decisions yeah and so um if I'm not going at the pace I need to go at then I feel like I either burn out really fast. Or you like shut down from it. You're I like, shut down or I um, go about it in the wrong way and I just don't execute it as well. Mm-hmm. And then um, I just don't feel like I have a, uh, I don't want to say control over things because I, that could get negative because having too much control over something is bad, but having a good control over yeah. things is good. Um, but even in those situations, I feel like I don't have a good control over mm-hmm. them. And then, um, I just feel completely it lost. It makes you like spin out. I literally am spinning out of control mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and emotionally, then it sparks like negative emotions and then you just kind of, but I'm also a very emotional person. So some mm-hmm. people, yeah. not, it wouldn't even affect them emotionally, but it would I affect, mean, that would affect me. Yeah. I feel like I'm literally the opposite from you. I'm, I'm Jordan in that situation, yeah. like a thousand percent. So it's interesting for me to like, I was going to ask you like, what's it like being on the other side of it? Cause the way you described that toaster strudel situation, like that's me. Just throwing I'm like, it away. I'm like, I'll figure it out. Like, I just have to, I'll read it really quick. Okay, we're good. I, I got it. And then and then you do it and then you mess it up because you go too fast. And I don't want to mess it up because that's yeah. the perfectionism, perfectionist mm-hmm. in me is yeah. why would you mess it up? Why mm-hmm. wouldn't you just read the box, take, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And then much. in my brain, it's just so funny, like hearing the opposite end of it because my this brain is, is like, we'll read the box faster. <laughs> like that's I've, I read I took a quiz once and I forget what it, it was one of those that's not like an Enneagram but it's kind of like one of those yeah. quizzes where it reveals about your like kind of how you your, how you work through yeah. things and mine is like I expect everything to just go be on my level go 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 mm. and it's a very it's something it kind of comes along to learn like what we talked about earlier with like learning how to accept and not judge other people for being wired differently because it doesn't mean they're wired wrong right Who's to say I'm wired wrong? Nobody's wired wrong. They're just wired how they're wired. Right. So I think something I learned from like that quiz, which like really sat with me was something like I expect things to kind of move along quickly because that's how I process. And when someone who comes along and is like, say, say like on that quiz, I was like an A and they're Mm -hmm. a C personality Mm -hmm. and they come in with the C and they're like, oh, like I wasn't able to accomplish all that because I was like being really thorough about this one task and like I, Mm. and I my first instinct, this is what I've learned to work through. My first instinct is to be like, well, why can't you just do it? Like I can do it. So why can't you do it? Yeah. You're like, if I have the same time frame if I have as this, you. Exactly. Why can't you do it? Mm. But, not, but then the other person would probably look at me and be like, well, why do you have to do everything so crazy fast? Can't you breathe for a second and enjoy the process? Like there's two sides to every coin. Yeah. So I think tying it back to this whole concept of being a perfectionist, I think there's some qualities about being a perfectionist I would never not want to have I would never give them up right they, they, they help me produce amazing aesthetically work. pleasing work I can feel confident I love it I've had amazing experiences because I'm such a work you know I, I can be such a workaholic about things but and there are a lot of other areas of my life that I'm trying to now that I'm older like look back on and be like maybe they don't need to be so crazy about this area right it's where I'd like to like wipe myself clean of that you know sure, so it's it's sure. it, I don't know I feel like it's just it's the thing we keep coming back to is it's just a learning process. How to being a perfectionist in certain areas is not bad. Correct. But it can't be your entire life. It can't be who you are as right. a being because it's like I would never want to identify myself as a perfectionist. 
Does yeah. that make sense? Correct. Yes. Same. Yeah. You can be like, no, I've, I've definitely have qualities that, you know, lean in that direction, but it yeah. doesn't define me, you know? So. Well, I think that's the perfect way to close this <laughs> podcast. I feel like I just rambled for no. like, I don't even know what I said. You know, like when you talk and yes. then you, you, you feel like, oh, is that what I sound like? Kind of like when you so say, kind of like when you say a word too many times and you're like, is that yes. a word? And you start thinking about, is that, am, am I saying the word? Am I saying this out loud? Like yep. you start having a little internal dialogue. No, I literally that was me all this the entire conversation with you. Oh, so I well, hope I didn't come across like you a came across crazy person. Really, but, really uh, well. You had okay. a lot of great gold nuggets in there that I will, yeah. I will be listening back. Putting together that little, uh, <laughs> flip calendar for people's desks just That's one right. day at a time i'll design it you'll pose for it. it'll be great oh my god <laughs> which by the way if you guys haven't looked at my website ali designed the entire thing so when we're talking this entire podcast about working together and working stuff, together yeah. the main thing her and i have been working on is my website and we actually um kind of redid it <laughs> one time yeah recently. within like a week like oh yeah it was within one week we and power we like hour that yeah. really changed up the whole thing so that's another really awesome thing about Allie is that she can she can I don't even know you're just a magician thank you yeah that's really sweet of you thank you so well, you're easy to work with so it was, it was quite easy to turn around but I'm like can we do another it. website let's just, just for like, fun like let's find a random hobby for you and we'll just like make it like a totally different aesthetic and the whole thing will be great yeah we'll do a site for Louie that's right we'll That's we'll make a french bulldog thick hounds for thick hounds for thick thoughts thick by louis <sighs> and it could just be like a blog <laughs> of like how he feels every day He's copyright like, toby thick, rose design thoughts by louis thick <laughs> thoughts by thick hounds and you can like bring pearl on like it could be a whole thing please let's not forget copyright about copyright copyright won't go anywhere um <laughs> but please go check out ali's website at tobyrosedesigns.com mm-hmm. and check out her instagram which as we which is gonna look dope by the time you see <laughs> we'll see yeah no it will at, goals <laughs> and that will be at toby rose designs mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. how do you yeah. spell toby t-o-b-y laura says two by i say two by it's my middle name <laughs> yes that's odd so toby yes. rose r-o-s-e designs yes um so please go follow her not only on instagram but go look at her website. Go look at my website so you can see her work yeah. because I'm so incredibly proud of Thanks what for she's the shout done. Out, mama. Yeah, of course. <laughs> it's just, it's so good. Um, one day, it's a pipe dream of mine to be a. It's, it's never, literally, never gonna happen. Mm-hmm. But to be a modern architect, and then you design my website for so modern architecture, like this, like wanting to jump into a shark's mouth, and then like wanting to be a modern architect, yeah. like. Always, you always surprise me. I can already see the landing page of the shark's <laughs> mouth, like straight into the shark's yes. mouth, and then like you can click on the teeth, and it'll bring you to something different new. nav pages. But it'll be like I'm not not like clip arty. Like it'll look really sophisticated and dynamic. Yeah. Yes, it'll be like like a cinematic experience. Don't give too much away. Oh, okay? sorry, this guys. is gonna be like a big thing. Okay, it's like shark mouth, <laughs> Louis Pog. Right, right. Modern architect website. It all, it all blends together. That's yeah. right. It'll be yeah. good. Um, thank you so much for listening. Uh, feel free to follow us on the Instagram at live thick, die ill podcast. Follow me on my personal Instagram at it's Laura Landers. I think that's all we have for you today. Thanks for having me. Laura. Thank you for being on Just here. For hanging out. I love you. Talk, I love you. And we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Peace. <laughs>